Hey everyone, thanks again for joining us on The Good Mom. We wanted to put this trigger warning on this episode as today's episode will be discussing fertility issues. All right, everyone, welcome back to The Good Mom. Um, We are super lucky to have Samantha here with us. Um, She is the owner of Tidy Vibes and most recently the uh, co-founder of um, Locals for Locals, which is a great nonprofit movement. Yeah, amazing movement for Palestinians, which is fantastic. And we are super happy and lucky to have her here with us today. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we first met via Insta. Yeah. Right? As we do in this day and age. Yeah. (laughs) She showed into the DMs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think Carmen and I start every episode with, well, something we saw online recently. And I was like, it's okay. Okay. on Insta, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So we met, when was that? Maybe back in uh, a month ago? I think a month ago. Yeah. I think this was all kind of starting because we were trying to figure out somewhere to go for coffee. And we're like, yeah. who's on the boycott list? Where do we yes. go? Where yes. we? Yeah. Exactly. It must have been almost over a month ago. And we first were thinking that we would do like a kind of tidying up yes, yeah. a toy situation, which as we look around, probably <laughs> some serious tidying up in here. I can see your books are color-coded though from here. It was one of the first yes. things I noticed. Did you? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, but don't look like around the books. It's like, what are those <laughs> random four paper cups doing, right? It's like, it's all good. <laughs> um, but then as we started talking, uh, you had told us about your um, or slightly told us about yes. your IVF and fertility journey. Yeah. And um, as an outlet for moms, we thought that we would hear more about your story. Yeah, that would be great. I don't, I'm thinking back now why I would have been talking about that. And that we talked so about it. We did. We talked about a lot. Of it was things. like just an instant connection. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're just like open books and. Yes. Nice to meet you. I've done this. <laughs> yes. this <and> that. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So awesome. do you want to go ahead and tell us how long you've been in Qatar for? Sure. Um, so I've lived here twice, actually. So the first time I moved here was in 2010. And I lived here for six and a half years. I ended up meeting my husband here. We met like in 2011. Um, and then, yeah, we ended up getting married here. Um, we didn't have a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided in 2016, 2017 that we would move to Toronto. I'm Canadian. So we moved to Toronto for three years and, um, that's where our whole fertility journey began. Okay. And then, um, after that, I ended up living in Ireland for two years during the pandemic and then moving back to Qatar about two years ago. So you got married here and in Doha or like we left and we were living here but we got married in Ireland okay so we figured it was like a good halfway point for the Canadians for the people in Qatar or Australia you know yeah how did you guys meet so we actually worked together oh Um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) scandal (laughs) but in all honesty like we we worked for different departments but reported to the same boss um but I was always like, I was involved with somebody else and we were just friends and we would have breakfast together mm-hmm. and stuff. But eventually I, I asked him out on our oh. first date and uh, we went out for a pint and then the rest was history. It was one of those times where like from the first date, it, we knew that like you that, was it. that was it. Yeah. This is, we've been to be quite a few people that have met their husbands in Qatar. And yes. I always thought it was like a 
oh, no one ever meets their spouse here. But I think that like you have, I have, you have Joanna. Joanna. Mm-hmm. Your friend met her husband here as well. Yes. So do you want to start us off with the very first? Yeah. So the beginning is, well, if we go back for a second okay. to uh, whenever we had our first date. Okay. Pierre and I. Um, so we had our first date and then second date, third date, third date. We are already talking about like starting a family. Yeah. We wanted to have three kids. We chose the name of um, now, what we would want our daughter to be named sweet. Molly. Well, he chose it actually. Mm-hmm. And we like kept that for mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. <laughs> and it just was like always in the back of our mind, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, we just always wanted this like to have this Molly. So that, you know, going back to date three and then you fast forward all the way to like 2016, we're living in Toronto. Um, at that point in time, we decided, you know, like we're here in Canada. We, you know, are at the point where we think we would want to like start a family. So mm-hmm. we decided to try. And then the next month, um, I guess my period is late and I end up taking a, a pregnancy test and it's positive. I was oh, wow. just totally blown away because it was like first yeah. time, first, mm-hmm. like right out the gate, yeah. you know, and just like so excited and so surprised. And I remember that day, I don't know, we went out for a walk to the beach and I remember I left the iron on at home because my mind was just like, you know, I didn't yeah. even like, like, how did this happen? And just like super excited and happy. And um, then, you know, like things progressed I feel like a little bit sick but mostly I'm like feeling pretty good and I'm like happy to feel sick because you Mm -hmm. know it's just like can be part of the process you know and uh we went and we found um a really good like midwifery clinic because I always wanted to have a midwife yeah and um so that was a really positive experience and then around I think 12 weeks um I started to get like a bit of a bit of cramping. This is going to get into like a bit of an awful story, but uh, so I was having a bit of cramping and it was also the same weekend that um, my uncle's funeral was happening. So um, we ended up driving. So my husband, my brother and I, we drove to like um, somewhere in Southern Ontario to attend my, my uncle's funeral in a snowstorm. And I started feeling really bad during this funeral, worse than you would normally feel at a funeral. And started having like some spotting and cramping and I felt really crappy that entire, that entire day. And then we had a really long drive home. And then um, I think it was later in that day, I ended up going to the bathroom and having like some really like heavy mm-hmm. bleeding. And I remember calling the midwife and like, it's like, I, I knew what was happening, but I just needed to ask you know I just what I really wanted to hear was that it was going to be okay and what I thought was happening was not happening um but she said she's like oh she's like I'm so sorry she's like it really sounds like you're like you're miscarrying and I just remember like oh it was just like the most awful feeling and then you know for the next however many hours you're just kind of like going through that experience I don't know I think that what people don't understand when you're miscarrying is that you are essentially going through labor yeah I was I I was really I guess surprised at how painful it was Mm -hmm. like the cramping is obviously like pretty severe like I was definitely like doubled over on the bed and just like not yeah not feeling great at all and then 
in your mind, you don't really want to like, or I didn't want to like see anything. It was yeah. just, yeah, yeah, it just was really, really shitty. And um, yeah, so in a way, and so this happened. And then I guess for the the next couple of days afterwards, like yeah. I, I didn't go to work. My husband didn't go to work. Mm. Um, it was, it, it did feel like it was a, like a, a morning grieving. Of course. Period. Like we really just like, hung out at home and we had told a few family close family members so like people were just like calling and they didn't really know what to do and then we would have to like tell people and then oh god like some family members like they sent like flowers and a plant which was really nice you know remember my dad like calling this local florist in our neighborhood like crying and like explaining the situation to this really cool florist and ask the florist to create something that may be like appropriate to yeah. Yeah. in this case. and he just sent like this most beautiful thing and I just oh. felt like oh my god to this man understands or something yeah. yeah it was just such a wow such a, a lovely thing so so that happens and then I think we just kind of continued on. Like we, we definitely decided that we would like take a break. We weren't going to try again right away. Um, I was going to like acupuncture and seeing um, uh, like going to like a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner um, in Toronto, um, which originally I thought was like kind of woo woo, but Mm -hmm. I actually was like immensely helpful and like regulating my cycles and just like, calming me and yeah i've heard nothing but amazing things about like chinese medicine guru type yeah individuals yeah this place is called living waters therapy and it's in toronto and they were just yeah amazing where was it in toronto in leslieville okay yeah we actually lived right by them sorry so i walked there oh that's nice my mom when i lived in canada for the like very minimal time we were there she swore by this herbal uh, guy. And I was like six or seven constantly yeah. walking down the road, going to the shop. And the guy was like, I have this and I have this and I have <laughs> smell of this. And she got like the acupuncture there. And she, I remember her having this like iron um, teapot and she would boil things and she'd like, smell it. Your lungs are going to clear. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> this is my only memory of that kind of thing though. So I decided, like, I didn't take any of the herbs, but I did yeah. do, like, acupuncture mm-hmm. and cupping. Okay. Yeah. Did you like cupping? I did, yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. I'm, like, a very, like, tightly wound person, yes. so I found it really helped me. Okay. And I think, too, just being there in that space surrounded by women, it made me mm-hmm. feel like I had a village with yeah. me to kind of, like, get mm-hmm. me through the grief of the miscarriage, the physical yeah. that you have to go through afterwards. So it was, uh, all of that was also like entwined with this, just like vibe that was there. And those women, like, I remember when I eventually like did get pregnant, being able to like call them and like tell oh, them because they were there like the yeah. whole way, you know? So how lovely. Yeah. They were great. Do you mind me asking, did you have to have like the DNC or were you able to? Yeah. So, so I didn't have to, um, I had so I actually didn't have a family doctor at the time, so I actually had to go to a walk-in clinic and oh, <laughs> trying yeah. to like meet. But I ended up with this amazing doctor who ended up taking me on. But so she gave me the the mesoprosol, I believe it is mm-hmm. the 
the pill to mm-hmm. be able to take. But um, I had had such heavy bleeding for like 48 hours that we were pretty sure that, you know, everything had passed. But so I took that um, pill and then they, they did an ultrasound and just made sure that like yeah. all of the tissue had been expelled. And then, um, yeah, and it was at that point then when I went and kind of did the, the acupuncture. So what happened after? Yeah, so I I think we took some time off and I don't know exactly how many months Mm. I passed, but um, just I did get pregnant again. Yeah, Mm -hmm. getting to the point where like I'm starting to wonder is there something wrong here and um, I ended up being able to go and see this doctor again and and um, I think that there's some sort of medical guideline in Canada where you need to be, you know, like actively trying for one year before okay. they're considering you for uh, like a referral to, um, oh, wow. to like reproductive, um, yeah, gynecologist or whatever. So I think I got to that 12 month point and then I was referred to a fertility clinic in Toronto and then we, we started the the ball rolling the ball, yeah. yeah a year yeah. seems like such a long time doesn't it yeah. yeah like i feel like that's almost unfair for a woman right and to have, have to wait that long yeah yeah it's the same i'm sure it's the same in the uk as well i mean 12 months of waiting for your period yes and then starting and then i mean that that seems it's also quite emotionally traumatic yes. mm-hmm. i mean like I, I and i'd speak from no experience but mm-hmm. like that that waiting period, getting a period, and like yes. constantly for twelve, how many? Twelve, twelve times. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's late. Um, and then that disappointment of, and you know that feeling too, like the yeah. feeling of you just about to get your period. Mm-hmm. Pretty much exactly the same as yes. the feeling you have when you actually are pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Like right on the edge and you really don't know yes and your weight like your mind it's just (laughs) yeah and you can delay a period as well by having that anxiety like I know that's happened to me before where I'm like oh my boobs are sore and I'm bloated and I'm this and then I'm like am I pregnant and then my period's just two weeks late yeah okay yeah I think anyways no I think you can stress it out at you yeah Yeah. for a few days for sure yeah for sure so what was the maybe a man made that rule? Uh, probably, I mean, probably. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Google it. Yeah, just the Google over here. <laughs> yeah. So the first, so we had a referral from the family doctor to go to this fertility clinic, and there's quite a few fertility clinics in in Toronto, and you know you're kind of looking at like which doctors have the best rates of getting people yeah. pregnant. You know, yeah. like there's you know it's a bit of like a numbers game. So we ended up just going to somewhere that our doctor had had recommended so the first step is when you when you get in there and i think we waited maybe like two months or something to get in okay even and then when you get in you go in and you like meet your fertility doctor and um i think it was a two and a half hour first consult because it's like a full history it was at least two hours for sure okay um a full history of like all of my menstrual cycles, any like medical issues, all the stuff from my husband, all the, you know, explaining how things could potentially go. They talk about like cycle monitoring and all those things that you need to know when you're, when you're just starting out. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
then, so after that appointment is finished, um, you start to go through like the cycle monitoring um, process, which um, means that for the first two weeks of your menstrual cycle, mm. you're going into the clinic, um, could be up to like six times mm. during those first um, half of your cycle. And uh, every time you go in, you're getting a blood test, a transvaginal ultrasound, and then meeting with your okay. meeting with your doctor. Yeah, is that the like one wand? Yeah. Okay. It's the rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's the wand. Yes. Yeah, I would not call it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I know. Boy, it's it's nice. Nice. <laughs> and, wow, a wand does sound very <laughs> calming and relaxed. <laughs> but people don't warn you about those things either they don't i know like i had no idea until someone was like right i'm just gonna use this uh wand and check you out i know because we always hear ultrasound you just think belly that's gonna be a man that's it i think jelly is gonna you know i think i did a double take when she brought that thing out (laughs) where where are you putting it so Um, they did so six times within two weeks yeah Yeah. that's like the cycle monitoring process That's just, you know, when something just clicks six times in two weeks. Yeah. And then, so, so I think they just, they did like a, a monitoring for that mm. first month to just kind of see like how many follicles are ripened. What are my hormone levels? Um, can they diagnose like what the fertility issue may be? Um, so for us, we were, we were mostly under unexplained fertility, which is really frustrating oh because gosh, they yeah. like tested the sperm, they've done my cycle monitoring and they can't really come up with a definitive reason, which also means that they can't necessarily come up with like a definitive, like a tried and true protocol. Yeah. Okay. But during the first consult, it was, um, suspected that I probably had um, or have uh, endometriosis. So the doctor's decision was to kind of that we would treat it as though I did have it Mm. and kind of like see if that would work uh, in that. So just kind of using that as the the protocol, if that makes sense. So what that meant was they continued to do the monitoring, like say for that first, first month. And then um, after that, he kind of said, you know, I would be a candidate, first of all, for doing like the IUI, so okay. the intrauterine yeah. insemination, or, you know, some people like to call it the turkey <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So essentially they're, they're using, you know, your partner's sperm or somebody's sperm or donor sperm if you're in another situation. And um, they are, you know, like preparing it, mm. that sort of thing. So they can kind of like weed the slow swimmers, and, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, so then they're just um, using like a thin catheter to like inject the sperm directly into okay. the uterine cavity. So um, yes, so this can be done. You could either be taking medication that's okay. making, that's stimulating your ovaries so that you have more eggs. In my case, we didn't do that. It was okay. just kind of like a normal um, a normal cycle, okay. but then this like intrauterine insemination. So we ended up going through that process twice 
Um, and can I ask you, were you, um, like when the procedure happened, were you asleep? Were you awake? So you're awake. Um, it's really no more uncomfortable than like a pap test. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, uh, yeah. So you're awake. There's like no prep beforehand. It could just be like you and your partner, you and your support person Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's just done in like the office. Yeah. Okay. Um, What's kind of bizarre is you're like, you know, you're laying on the bed it's this like scenario, like you would mm-hmm. be having a pat test. Okay. But there's this little door. Okay. So okay. the doctor goes to this little door, this little cutout in the wall. And through that cutout is like the lab. So oh, he, wow. gets, he gets the sperm sample okay. and there's like, you know, they're checking to make sure that like, it's my husband's sperm. And oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember him making this joke saying like, oh yeah, here we go. Bradley Cooper's stuff. I swear to God. Yeah. Cause it must've been a time of like, whatever that movie was. It's so awkward. Like, Dude, like, you know, I don't need your dad jokes right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, Just let him in there. <laughs> yeah. Get me out of here. Yeah. So it takes like, three minutes or something like that. And then oh, you yeah. have to like lay there for like 10 minutes or something afterwards. And then that's it. And then you wait for, I think it was two weeks or something um, until you take a, oh no, sorry. You don't take a pregnancy test. You're going back in to get like blood tests. And then okay. the nurse will call you. So the first time they called and they said like it was negative, it didn't work and that sucked. Then the second time they called and they said, you know, it's like a faint positive. So I was like, you know, feeling kind of hopeful. And that ended up being like a blighted opum type scenario. Okay. Um, so it showed positive at first, but then it, it wasn't like it didn't stick. So, so I have a question. A, yeah. This might be silly. <laughs> but is the um is the IUI like is it because they're picking out all of the best sperm? Yeah. Like especially like if you if you choose not to do the medication to like release more eggs yeah. from a female. Mm-hmm. side and they're and they're getting all the best sperm like is it just because the best ones are going up there i think it's because it's the best ones and then also because of like the catheter they're going like directly where they need to go oh uh, okay just maybe getting lost um, okay yes needing direction <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. standard man yeah. it's just, like yeah. so it's not funny, but it is. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes they'll use those medications to like stimulate the ovaries okay. so that there's more of a chance. That- okay. So just getting in the right spot. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So in Ontario, Canada, you can have as many IUIs, as many intrauterine yes. inseminations um, as you want or need to have mm. um, funded by OVIC. Mm. And then for the IVF, um, cycles or procedure um you if you are lucky and you could get um some of the funded cycles you can get one funded cycle and then the rest you would need to pay for so as you guys probably know lots of people either aren't lucky enough to get a funded cycle and have Mm -hmm. to pay a whole lot of money or people have to go through it repeatedly or depending on where they are say like in the u.s or um might just have to like pay for it outright in some places um so i was extremely lucky because these iui procedures were covered by Mm -hmm. like our um, provincial medical insurance um just some of the the medications later on weren't yeah so after we did these two iuis um they really gave us a choice as to like you know you could keep on keep going down that okay. road, um, or you could like start down the IVF road. So we decided to to go down the 
the idea. And the IUIs, you can go like back to back, month to month, you or can. you have to take a break. Yeah, you can go back okay. to back, month to month. Okay. Stay tuned for part two next week. Samantha will be sharing the rest of her fertility journey with us. Have a good one. Thank you.